everybody makes mistakes. You bounce back. Sometimes we are afraid of failing, but we don't fail. When we fail, we learn and we move on. When we fail, we don't lose. We learn. We move on. You are doing something and then it didn't work. Well, you can tell someone that, oh, so we went this way, it didn't work. So let's try this other. So that's one good thing about failing. It is not all bad when it looks like you have failed. I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head off the ground. I see the world before me. I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head off the ground. We break into everything. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donker. Today we have an amazing guest. He's my brother from another mother all the way in Ghana. Eric Kobo, amazing, amazing person. And before I just dive into all the information, I'll just let him introduce himself. Eric, please introduce yourself. All right. Thank you, Joyce. Thanks for having me on the Barrier Breakers Corner. It feels so great to be part of this. Yeah, I remember the first time you, I think you approached me on the first Barrier Breakers conference we had in camp right, I don't know what that right 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 yeah <laughs> it's good to be back here I yeah know, thanks for having memory. me i remember i mean <laughs> looking at the poster now it makes me feel i do remember the other time you posted it on a certain group i'm like oh you people are looking so small <laughs> anyway so my name is eric cobo and now i'd say i am how do i even put this I'm a lot of things in one person. I think I'll just say I just like people. I just like to see people live their full potential. And so anywhere, especially young people. And so anywhere that you'd find young people, you are likely to find me for the right reasons, actually. Yeah. So I like, I mean, I teach in church and you find me teaching young people. I'm usually their go-to person. And then as I church, you'd find me. I also have interest in politics, surprisingly, mm-hmm. but not local, but like international, <laughs> international politics. Okay. <laughs> international okay. politics, yes. Yeah, so I think uh, doing a bit of, uh, lots of, a bit of, a lot of, I think as time goes on, you uh, will get to dive deeper into them. I don't know why Eric is trying to be very, very humble here, because Eric was <laughs> once a country director, country director. Of Teens Allowed Foundation, Gambia. Organization. Say that again. Oh, I mentioned we'll go deeper into that. We have to know the full details at the beginning so that people know you. Country director of. Oh. 
Huh? We call it TAM. Teen Talent Foundation. Yes, Teen Talent Foundation, the Gambia, like a whole country director. And you recently graduated. Like, what was the degree in? Okay, so it was a master's degree in conflict, peace, and security from the Personal Peacekeeping Training Center. Oh, wow. Yes, Oh, wow. Look at that. Look at that. Congratulations on that. Congratulations. Let me tell you a little bit of how I met Eric. Eric came through Tint Aloud, like we said earlier, to the Gambia. And mostly at the beginning, when Tint Aloud was being introduced newly in Gambia, they would they came through, well, I don't want to say they came through my dad, but they would stay in my family's house most of the time. And so my first encounter with Eric, I think it was either Gloria or Rose that was telling us that there's a Teens Aloud member coming and they had already spoken to my dad that they'll be staying at our place. And the way my dad is, Eric, you already know, like people will be coming and we'll just be knowing on the day, on the day that they arrive. And that's right. when we know that somebody's coming. I'm like, how come we are not even aware? We're not prepared. Like what room are they staying in and all of that? Yeah. That's my dad. And so that's how we got to find out that he was coming and it was like, okay, how are we doing this? How is this going to happen? And I think that he was busy that day or for some weird reason. I was the one that drove to go pick you up at the airport with, I think, Rose and Gloria to meet you up. And I don't know whether we knew you. So we had to like go through your, like a picture and kind of like recognize. We didn't know him at all. And so that's how we met. And he stayed at our house till in the boys' quarters, of course, until you left. Or did you move? No, 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 I didn't move. So he was there till he moved, but he was, he came as the country director of TAF to the Gambia to encourage youth and young people. And you Firebreakers Corner and me, we are all about young people. And that's why I like to bring young people on here. And this is someone, like he said earlier, he's the go-to person at his church. So you can imagine the kind of person he is with young people. Like young people want to be with around people that they can talk to, they can reach out to. So yeah. So do you want to dip deeper into coming to Gambia? What were your thoughts? Like, were you afraid? Were you scared? Was that your first mission to come to Gambia from Ghana? Or was that your first travel um, opportunity to travel out of Gambia? Like how was it? Okay. So coming to Gambia, Back then, that was 2015, right? Yes, that, that was 2015. Was it 2015? But then that was in, was it 14? I doubt it was 14. I was having training in school. No, I was doing my national service. How long did you stay in Gambia for? Because I think you, you stayed for like two, three years. No? Yes, it was almost two years. Yeah, because I left Gambia in 2016. So I think you came 2014. No? Yes. Anyway. What yeah. we know is there was a coming. You came. <laughs> there was a coming. I'd have to check my passport to be very sure of the date. No, no worries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think prior to that, I'd come to Gambia. I came to Gambia in the 2012, but it was on a short stay. I think we spent just three weeks. Mm. And then also I'd gone to Nigeria. I'd gone to Uganda. And yeah. so, well, I was, but you see, the thing about that particular coming was that it wasn't for, it wasn't a short coming. It wasn't for like two, three weeks or max a month. It was for years. And so I had not done anything like that before. So there mm. was that in nervousness, I'd say, or anxiety, let me put it that way. Mm. And asking many questions. So what if, and especially because on that night, when I got to, I think some nights before, some days before my coming, I was in contact with daddy. Mm. I was talking to him and then it's, 
And then I called him the night before when I was coming. I did him know I was coming. So when I got there, I got to the airport and I was like, I, he seemed to have forgotten that there. I was like, Whoa. if you travel a lot, you realize that it's not easy when you get to the airport and then you have a host. And then you seem to, your host seem not to be picking up the call. <laughs> and you, you will feel so you stranded, so, like. And then, so I think at long last, he picked up and he was like, oh, he's a little tied up. So he would send his daughters to come pick me up. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that was like some good news. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you people came and you were like, we didn't know that you didn't tell us you were going to have a visitor. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, oh, this is great roller coaster. <laughs> but I thank God that, because we all knew I was prepared for it. And I, I want to use the opportunity to say a very big thank you to Pastor KK, who did not, and Auntie Valeria, who did not only bring us up to grow our gifts or talents and all those things that God has placed in us, but also ensure that character-wise, we're also maturing because mm. we have a lot of people who are gifted, but character-wise, you find them lacking. And it happens that they rise up and then they don't, they are unable to sustain it because character-wise, they are lacking. So I want to appreciate them for that. And they gave me very good friends. I think most of my friends that I have now are friends that I got from Teens Aloud. And mm. so who have been very helpful. And that journey coming to Gambia that night was a whole lot of thoughts running through my mind. Will I survive this? What am I going to do? Mm. Will the people accept me? Asking all those. How old were you when you came? Oh, when I came, I was 21 going to 22. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was 21. I'm surprised (laughs) because for Africans, and African parents to allow their young child to just travel on missions. And you had you said earlier that you had gone to Uganda, you had gone to Nigeria. So at 21, leaving to come like for well, an African parent, it's not, it's not even for study or it's not even for study. Or, I, I'm even imagining my dad telling him that I am traveling for missions for a year or two. He'll just be like, and I've not even gotten a degree or anything. You'll just be, are you mad? It's like, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> I graduated no long ago. That's for my first degree. Okay. And for my national service, like the conventional thing that people, like all the young people, like all graduates do, as you serve with a nation, it's that mm-hmm. they'll post you somewhere. It's called a national service. Oh, wow. But then, yeah, some colleagues, my colleagues, I think some three friends of mine, no, we're actually seven. We decided to do our service with teens allowed like where we serve young people so it was a challenging but a nice experience where we got to learn a lot how to handle young people how to get them to be excited about things how to get them to change behavior and all Mm -hmm. those things it was nice Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting like that as young as you were you're able to come and lead people and for anyone out there you are not too young to do anything i mean we know the story in the Bible of Josiah. If you don't know, go read your Bible, you'll find it there. He was a king at eight. They talk about Mary and David being so young and doing amazing things in the Bible back then. And so, what, at the age of 17 or 18, they say they were 
called to do what God had asked them to do, David being king and Mary carrying Jesus. So they were young. And so for anyone out there, don't believe that you are too young to do anything. Like at 21, you can do anything that you want to. I mean, look at how the world is going right now. If you sit down and think that, oh, I can't do this. I can't go here. I'll never be able to do it. I'll not amount to anything. I have to be 30 to get to this point that I want to be known. Even at 10, you can do something. Even at 20, you can do something. So wherever you are, never think that you are too young to do anything. And before I go back to this story of coming to Gambia and impacting the life of young people, he talked about, I totally forgot that you were one of the main speakers for our first conference for Barrier Breakers. Barrier Breakers Corner was called Barrier Breakers Den. So I knew it was gonna there's gonna be a C, but I didn't know like I felt like the C was gonna be different for anything that we kind of hold. So we had the barrier breakers camp. Well, like I've talked about, it, if you're an other listener at on the barrier breakers corner podcast, you hear me talk about the conference, the youth camp that we had. And I forgot. I think we're gonna post this on social media. But Eric <laughs> was one of our speakers back in the day. He and my sister were speakers. <laughs> Listen, if you know me, I don't like to be front of camera or anything. I like to be behind the scenes. So I was planning this with our youth in the church. And then we introduced Eric and Gloria, my sister, to be the speakers for that conference. So we wanted, the thing was about having young people come on and do something or talk about stuff or preach or whatever it is. And so Eric was one of like, so now you know that I'm not lying. Like my Rickers Corner has been there from the get go. It was just somewhere else. It's just now that we are out here, but he was one of our speakers. I didn't even think about it when I asked you to come on the podcast, but you mentioned it's and coming on, like, what is the difference that you've seen? Like from 2015, I think that was our first conference to now. What are the differences that you've seen in Biobreaker's Corner? I would say the vision hasn't changed because I, I remember I was one of the first people you shared that vision with. And I'm like, yeah, like, let's do it. And then you said, okay, then I'll put you as one of the speakers. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, but I think that the vision hasn't changed. And I just saw that because you took it personal, mm. like a lot of people are being blessed now. And now it's more like a global thing now. I would say something that started as a seed in Gambia mm. is now a global thing. And I believe that though we've had some achievements in the past, I believe that the, like the greatest achievements are ahead. Mm-hmm. And when I look at where it's going, I'm like, oh, I know like God is definitely taking this thing somewhere. And it feels good. Like I can see a whole well, if Joyce, you'd realize that Joyce likes her things to be done in a very excellent way. <laughs> and so I see having from the word Adam. So you realize that like there's that professionalism and then it's that easygoing and it's, I like the way it has been taken very personal and it's blessing a lot of people yeah and so I think that it's growing I'd say it's maturing it may turn into something big you never know we'll get to a time where we'll have to be attending a barrier or somewhere so listen I, I know I know <laughs> and would be having a lot of powerful speakers blessing a lot of young people yeah Yeah. amen that's one of my (laughs) dreams so i know it's gonna come to pass once eric has said it you see we're getting (laughs) personal here so in 2016 on my birthday 
Eric was like, I see you traveling this year. I'm like, okay. For me, it was like, okay, cool. I know I'm going to travel this year already anyway. So, because I had just been promoted like a couple of months before, like the previous year before my birthday. So he said, you're going to travel. In my spirit, I knew I was going to travel, but I knew it was work that was going to make me travel, not like any other thing. So when you said that, I was like, okay, I think I know what it is. I think it's going to be work because work is actually planning to make me travel for, because I was promoted as a manager and the unit that was the department that I was going to didn't have much experience in it. So they were going to train me. And so they were going to take me to Nigeria to train me, to expose me to risk management. So, I mean, I had done a little bit of it, but they did a crash course, like people come over and train me, like five people came from Nigeria to come and train me. And then they were like, they were going to send me back to, they were going to send me to Nigeria to put a I get some more training. So all along in my mind, that is what I'm waiting for. I was so looking forward to going to Nigeria. Like a lot of my colleagues have traveled. They would come back with good news and all of that. So I was literally going to Nigeria. I mean, like literally thinking about it and looking forward. So when you said travel, I was like, yeah, I knew this was going to happen and all of that. And then it, Nigeria never came with, it was U.S. And I was like, I'm not ready for U.S. I don't know whether you even knew that it was U.S. But when that came with the idea, I was like, nah, I am not going. Work is going to cause me to travel. And if God knows that if work had asked me to travel, I would never come to us because in my mind they've spent so much money for your training yeah. like for me that's my integrity right there like i know some people would say oh i mean it doesn't matter like let's whatever they will send somebody else they have the money but <laughs> for me i was thinking about the funds that they're going to pay to send me yeah. the in the padiums everything that is going to be the cost that's going to be involved in me going for that training i was like if i go i am not coming to us like <laughs> I knew that was it. So coming to US, I was not ready at all. And I was like, so I like, I literally was praying since the day I got this information. I was literally praying and fasting. And there was this book that you dropped. I think you are the one who gave it to Gloria. Imitation is a limitation. Do you remember that book? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember the book. Yeah, so I took, I was in the house and Gloria had the book in the room and I picked it up. I was like, who gave you this book? And he was like, you. So I was like, can I go read it? Because if you know me, I love to read books. So I went and I was reading the book and everything yeah. I was reading from that book, it was like confirmation upon confirmation of what God was saying. I even need to order that book again and read it again. And I was like, okay, God. Even at that, I was like, no, I am not traveling, whatever. But eventually I moved. So whenever Eric gives me a word now, I'm just like, Eric, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> it's so important to have the right people around you. You've been with TAF and TAF built around people around you. was able to bring those right people around you to be able to travel and impact young people. Tell us how, I mean, coming. you were the first country director from TAF to come right to Gambia. Yeah. So Tell us how it was like, that's for me, that's like a step of faith. You moving to another country that you've never been to before. I mean, you said you'd, you've never lived in before. So you'd come earlier and you went back and now you had to come back. Tell us how you felt coming to Gambia because it was, this is raw soil. This is the first time you're coming to this place to come and do the work. Like, how was it like? So thinking about it. So like I mentioned, it was... I have a lot of questions because I feel oh like I asked all those all those Moses questions when God is calling you to do a big thing and then you feel 
you are not too cut out for such a big role mm-hmm. than like the country director of the I mean, 21 years. But then one thing that I'd say pushed me to come was how we was how I saw for all the missions trip or all the assignments that we went to, all those assignments, how we saw God like provide in some I don't know how God won, how God would provide for us, going mm. our expenses and how people really get blessed. I think for me, that was my biggest motivation, like how you don't have to do something too extraordinary mm. to get people to get blessed. Like you just tell them one or two stories mm-hmm. or you tell them how more like how God had transformed you and then it gets to bless people. So though I had fears these were some of the things that also assured me that god would not leave me like he would be with me mm-hmm. and trust me i keep saying it, gambia is one of my most exciting trips oh. yeah i'd say yeah that's so good and then i also think that like shadrach meshach and abednego so the other time i was reading the daniel story mm-hmm. and then i realized how the king had ordered daniel to uh, had ordered that anybody who praise in the open will be put in the uh, burning furnace or whatever. And I realized how, so I was thinking that it would have been, if Daniel was alone, it would have been hard for him to oppose the king. But then he had three other guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Mm -hmm. who were also with him. And so sometimes when you realize that peer pressure is that, is at every level in mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. Your circle of friends will definitely influence you. Mm-hmm. So for me, I had very good friends or I had some very good influence around me mm-hmm. that like I knew that, okay, so though it's a personal decision that I'm making, I'm not really alone. I also had friends like Daniel mm-hmm. who were also going into, who were also taking this bold step of going into a country that mm. it's not their home country. They virtually don't really know anybody there. And so for me, I think that circle of friends also really helped. Don't mind, I was the first person to move mm. to Gambia. They, I had some other, my other colleagues went later, but then I knew like I'm in a safe company. Mm. I don't know. Uh-huh. And so that also kind of uh, settled my fears in quote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us the importance of having the right people around you and how it has influenced your life or how they've been a blessing in your life. Well, so like I mentioned earlier, it's so critical that and everybody, even businesses understand that language of surrounding yourself in a place that would influence your behavior because we are all influenced one way or the other by the people we find around ourselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so for me and you see so there was this model we're using to help young people to come out of um, their addictions it's called a desire engagement and for one of the tools that we were using for one of the tools that we were using it had to do with having like godly friends like the right friends around you so usually every habit that you'd want to stop you'd have to usually get people who are thinking like you, people Mm -hmm. who are probably where you would want to be to help you to get there. 
And so it's very important that I, sometimes I hear some young people say, oh, they are my friends. I don't do what they do. I'm just with them, but I don't really do what they do. What will happen is that you would be with them all right. You may not do it now, but you'd realize that unconsciously, yeah, you are picking up some of those habits. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I'll share too is that usually if you want to do something that you realize that you don't really have the capacity or is new to you, find mm-hmm. people who are already doing it. Yeah. And be friends with them or just get closer to them. And yeah. you realize that they'll rub off. You realize that gradually as you stay with them, you realize that you let me say catch you. Their influence would rub off you and you start doing things mm-hmm. that they are doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's very critical. The people you find around you are usually a mirror of you. Like very soon you start looking like them. Yeah. Or you start behaving like them. So it's, yeah. it's good you choose your company or yeah. carefully select the people who are around you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just add to that when you are young, you have people that are around you. You make friends in school, at church, wherever you go. You make, even in the neighborhood, you're making friends. And sometimes as young people, you feel like the people that you've known from like nursery to primary to high school are supposed to be your friends forever. But people evolve and change. And so as you grow, you come to realize that this person is not somebody I can grow with. This person is not someone that can help me spiritually, especially if you're growing in your faith as well. I know some people will be like, let's live our life. Let's live our lives. Let's be, enjoy life. And it's live your life, enjoy life, but be in alignment with what God wants you to be. Be in alignment with where God is leading you to be. Of course, sometimes we make mistakes and that's part of life, but get out of it grow and be better a time will come Uh, of course you want to be a youth and youth love fun have the fun but make sure that you're doing the right thing and so that's why like uh, i'm saying the fact that you went to high school or primary school with this person doesn't mean that this person is going to be your lifetime friend it's okay too that that person is your longtime friend but you have to watch their character you have to watch their how they are I, there's this part that i listen to sometimes know for sure pod and it's by i've forgotten the name of the ladies b and something else let me just actually let me just look for it and make sure i pronounce their name properly but what happened Very, to me? Uh, yeah. No, for sure, is by, I think it's Brittany B. And yes, by B. Simone and Megan. They are two people, they have been friends from primary school, or, or I think elementary school or something, and through to high school or from high school through to their adulthood, but at some point, and they were living in different states. And what's it called? Everybody, Megan got married. I think B is still single. And at some point they got together again. And because B was like, Megan, would you like to visit me or something like that? And that's how they reconnected again. But the fact that they split up, their friendship may have gone down a little, but they were saying on the podcast that they believe that that was time for them to grow. That was time for them to know themselves. So sometimes as you grow with people, there'll be a time that you probably have to separate and go and be who God has called you to be authentically. And so when you come back together to be friends, it's like a force coming together. And so even as you grow older, as young people, no matter what age you are, think about this. Sometimes you grow apart 
And it's for a reason. Don't be upset. Always ask God, like, what are you teaching me in this moment? What do you want me to learn? Because we need to grow to become better people. We have, we have a mission and we have a vision. And, we have a, and God has a plan for where he's taking us. So no matter what you're doing, just make sure you're in alignment. Have the fun. Leave your life. But make sure you're making the right decisions. It's not easy at all. But even as we desire to make the right decisions, let's do the right things as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's so important to have the right people around you. You're going to grow. And even as you grow, try to connect with more people, network with other people. And that's one thing I like about Teams Allowed Foundation. It allows you to network with different people. You might not see it as networking, but you're connecting with other people who's networking and getting to know other people. And because of that, somebody can recommend you to another person to go next level. And so that's very, very important. And now, what do I want to ask? I wanted to ask about your graduation, but I also want to ask about why is it important to impact young people? Why do you love young people? Yeah, okay. So, well, aside from the fact that I was saying maybe God had called me to young people, and there's this interest too in young people. I realized that, well, I easily gel with them. I'm young myself. Let me not sound too old. (laughs) Yeah, I'm young myself. And I realized the thing about young people is that for young people, young people, we have what we call the golden years where it's like from one to like 22, where this age are more like your foundational years where we form habits mm-hmm. where they are more like your investment years where it's like freshly poured mortar that can be molded into any shape. Yeah. And so, I mean, usually tell that whoever you become in future or whether you'd be great or whether you'd be someone of high repute or anything that you'd be depends on how you lived your foundational years. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that if there's something that could be a gift that you could give somebody is usually at that age where you could impact their, I mean, you could impact their foundational years. And for me, I realized that I got that. And you see, there are some mistakes that I probably made that I didn't want to see other young people make work that say, path Mm. so there was this time i was listening to a story that says that sometimes god allows one person to go to prison so that through that one person a thousand other people would not go there so you'd ask yourself that was that one person going to prison worth it Mm. yes i'll say yeah so there are times that god allows us to go through things and they are not necessarily for us but then for those thousands of young people out there that God may not want them to go through that same thing. And so sometimes he allows you so that you be more like a stop sign over there to help those young people from getting to where you got to that may have really taken a toll on you or on your growth. And so for me, yeah, some of these things are what influenced my decision to reach out to young Mm -hmm. people and aside that young people are fun and they are exciting to be with and they always keep you young you know sometimes i think that sometimes i have pinched myself to think that hey like you are old but then it just reminds me to be childlike and not Mm -hmm. childish yeah Uh, yeah so there's a difference (laughs) between being childlike and then being child being childlike more like it's it's, i was gonna say the spirit of a child or 
Yes, having the traits of a child, the spirit mm-hmm. of a child, mm-hmm. how children are, I mean, they believe, they are, they take bigger risk. Because I believe that there are some of those travels that we made back then. I don't think they risk those. Uh, I'll do those things. So there's some risks that comes with being a child. And so and being childish is more like being so <laughs> okay, I'm not finding the right word for it, but being childish, it's more like something that's below you. Yeah. 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 So uh, like I was saying, being around young people too is fun. It's, it's exciting. Like usually after church, that's where I find most of them now. I have quite a number of them coming to me. Hey, Rory, hey, hey, this, and this one will come and report this one. This one will come and say, hey, this one has done this Yo. one. Do you remember that we did? And I find it exciting. And also, then I get to know. Also, I realize that the reason why I get drawn to young people is the fact that then they also have someone to look up to. There's one thing to have someone you are looking up to. Mm-hmm. It helps put you in check. And then also when you have people who are looking up to you, it's like you've told some young people, hey, stay away from this, stay away from that. Tell them that. Or let's say, read your Bible. Or it's good to, aside reading your Bible, it's good to just have a general habit of reading. Mm-hmm. When you are telling them, when you are telling those young people that thing, I mean, it hits you hard that, are you also doing what you're asking them to do? Yeah. So I'll say it's a form of check on me too that, oh, so anything that I'm asking these young people to do mm-hmm. is like Paul who says that imitate me as I imitate Christ. Right. Are they, are you worth emulating? Are you mm-hmm. worth copying? And so it's one of those things that also keeps me in check because I realized that in Gambia, I, realized I really had to be extra careful because. I had a lot of people who are looking up to me. Yeah. A lot of people who are looking up to me. And so I'll be careful that, oh, and if you are conscious of the fact that you have people who are looking up to you, mm-hmm. it helps you minimize or avoid some that are avoidable. Yeah. Also, yeah. And so uh, these are some of the reasons why I like young people. or uh, It excites me to be around young people. I mentioned to you have some time to mistakes and like because after a certain age you cannot be making too many mistakes because mm-hmm. then I'm you don't have mistakes you cannot be doing yes. them <laughs> yes because you don't have the luxury of time yeah and so as a young person you can make all those mistakes and learn from them yeah and then move on to get back after a certain age you realize that you can't make some mistakes like so dangerous to do yeah yeah and so i think that these are some of the reasons why yeah i feel like it's also the same for me mainly to also impact their lives and kind of like direct them i have a few that come to me and ask for advice relationship advice sometimes should I say career or some other form of advice that they'll come and asking questions about. And so being able to reach out to them or speak to them and advise them in certain areas of their lives is so like, even I feel like important. I'm like me, yeah, come to me for advice. (laughs) But that's one way we can impact young people. And I want to go back to where you talked about, actually before that, I would like to say that also to see them move beyond their capabilities and do things like i say in barrier breakers corner to break barriers i want to see young people break barriers because 
I haven't seen much, even in my community back then, I hadn't seen like young people being in certain positions or certain levels. And it's, I want to see that now for us to see us take over spaces and places. So like, and that's one of the reasons we have Biobreakers Corner to help us all to navigate and take steps of faith. And even as we talk on faith over fear, you talked about that childlike character. And the Bible says in Matthew, I was looking for it while you're talking, Matthew 18. Let me say from one to three, it says, at the time the disciples came to Jesus asking, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So Jesus called the child, made him stand in front of them and said, I assure you that unless you change and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The greatest in the kingdom of heaven is the one who humbles himself and becomes like this child. And whoever welcomes in my name, one such child as this welcomes me. And it takes me back to a preaching I was listening to, I think it was Sarah. Jake's or someone else talking on having that childlike spirit because as kids there's so much faith that the kids have and it's like when you have your parents you're able to go to them and ask them about anything I want this I want that I want to do this and certain times your parents will tell you no you can't have this now and that it's for a reason why they're telling you that they are advising you and they're trying to prune you and shape you in the right way but the fact that you come to your parents and just like know that when I ask my mom about this or that I want this they're going to provide that's the kind of faith God wants us to have and so having that childlike spirit never lose that childlike spirit we're not saying be childish like Eric was saying earlier but having that childlike spirit is something that will help you in your journey in your faith journey, because when you come back to that point and know that God, your father can provide you what you need. And so he puts these desires in your heart. You want to be a billionaire. He has already put that in your heart. You're going to be one and you are asking him to make you one. And so yeah, he's going to align. He's going to bring the right people around your way. And that's why life and death is in the power of the tongue. And you speak life, God begins to align. And so speaking the right things also help, but never lose that childlike spirit in you where you can, sometimes I go back and think the things that I've done as a little kid and just being able to trust your parents to afford and do certain things for you. If we could carry that and just say, God, can you, I know you can do this. I believe in you so much that you can do this. You will have what you want. And that is you coming to know your father. That is you coming to have that relationship with God. And so that's so important to have that relationship with him so that you, the heartbeat of your father, because any child that knows their parents know what to ask them for. Yeah. You know yeah. that the things that you ask your parents and that they're going to say no, because you have that relationship with them already. Yeah. So once okay. you have a relationship with God, exactly. you're going to know his heartbeat and you're going to desire the things that he wants. And so I just want to kill the spirit where People think that as believers, you should not be rich. You should not have this amount of money or you, sh- you should not have this amount of wealth. We are called to take dominion, we're called to take authority. And if we are called to take dominion and authority, yeah. we are supposed to take over, we're supposed to take a step of faith and do things and have things. And you can have the latest car, you can have the, a grand, a big mansion. I know some people want to be so humble and not, they'll say that, okay, I'd rather use the money for other things, but God has called us to greater things. And so, as a young child, never as a young person, never limit yourself. And so Eric went on to graduate and have his <laughs> master's. As he said earlier, what made you go into that? Because we are talking about young people and you didn't even do anything well. I wouldn't say you wouldn't do it because conflict is we young people will always have conflict. So it's conflict somewhere. But what made you go into that degree? Okay, so 
Initially, I didn't have Kofi Annan in mind. I was looking at some universities in the US. Okay, so I applied for some of, I applied and then I got some admissions, but I didn't get a full scholarship. I got some half, but then even the half of it that was remaining was quite an amount. It was huge. And then someone recommended that I check out and I wanted to go and do international relations. Mm. And what influenced my decision to go back to school was, I mean, be one of those people that I know, though I have the calling of God on my life, I also didn't play with school. Mm-hmm. I am going all out for, like, I want to be at the top of where God wants me to be, to expose me to certain opportunities that can also help me reach out more to young people. And I'm glad I did. So actually, what made me choose Kofi Annan? So I wanted to do international relations in any university in the U.S. And impediment I faced was the fact that the fees were huge. Yeah. Even with the half scholarship, yeah. there was still an amount of money. Mm-hmm. And the other option I had was to apply for some schools locally mm-hmm. here in Ghana. And then or wait till the following year and then apply for another scholarship, which was still uncertain. And so I just decided that, okay, so let me check out the local universities. And mm-hmm. I went in for Kofi Annan to do internet uh, conflict, peace, and security. So usually when I mention it to people, they'll be like, hey, you want to be a military man? No. <laughs> I've had to be explaining to people that, oh, no, it's not really about... Uh, it's just relations if anybody has I mean all those who have done international relations will just realize that it's just about international politics and the things that are plaguing the international community like recently conflicts global warming I mean terrorism and so these are things that we I went to learn in school diplomacy and all those things. And I wanted to be in a position that allows me to travel mm-hmm. a lot, one, and then also be in a position that helps me to be able to reach out to young people. Because I realized that like going to some other African countries, I saw the opportunities that were open to diplomats. Right. And so I lived with a few of them. And so when I went to Ethiopia and all those things, I saw how... Like there are some opportunities that diplomats are exposed to. And I feel that if I have this opportunity, I could use it to bless a lot of young people. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, exactly. So I'm like, okay, so let me just go in for this. So, I mean, my course was just influenced by this decision. And when I was in school, during my master's, I, well, I think, I don't know, one way or the other, my faculty or some of my lectures had noticed that I had keen interest in children. UN identifies anybody who is below 18 as a child <laughs> right, so, right yeah whether you're a teenager or under 13 you are still a child mm. but then i mean on the ground teenagers don't like to be called children right <laughs> right yeah uh-huh. so i mean so i think the my lectures realized my interest in children or young people right mm. so and there was this uh, conference that the World Bank and then OAS and then AU, they had this conference on 
uh, human rights with children and all those things. And then mm-hmm. I was the one chosen from my faculty. Oh, wow. Because I think there's this saying that the proof of desire is perfect. And so, I mean, the desire is there. And so mm-hmm. wherever you go, yeah. like that desire will still stand tall or that passion will still stand tall. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was chosen and it really blessed me and exposed me to a lot of big, great people wow. that I believe that if I didn't take up this course, I may not have met. And so, yeah, I went in for that to help broaden my knowledge in, when it comes to international relations and diplomacy issues and also to create that opportunity for me to be more, to bless young people more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's why I went in for that. And I am so excited I did. So my dissertation was on young people. Yeah, um, yeah I can imagine. So it was on young people. And it's so exciting to know that wherever you find yourself, God can, God will use every bit of it, every bit of your story to mm-hmm. bless some young people. And I believe yeah. also that they are, they are a group of people who are coming up, who ask questions a lot. They, yeah, yeah, they'll question everything. And Africa, sometimes our culture tends to silence young people who mm-hmm. ask questions a lot. Mm-hmm. But that time is coming where you cannot really stop them. We better find answers for them. Yeah. And so, yeah, I believe that sometimes God puts us in some of these positions to seek more knowledge. Yeah. To be able to help these young people when they ask questions, you should be able to give them answers and not on them. So the reason why. And I mean, congratulations on your graduation. It's so great to see that. You're welcome. It's so great to see young people thrive and excel. I love to see young people win. And one of the things that I've been talking about this year was that there is a generation that is fading away and like you said there are young people that are rising up that ask a lot of questions i mean we are already here we I'm ask sure. a lot of questions you go on twitter it's just a lot of questions going on exactly. like why is this not happening why are they doing this why is this world not changing and i have been saying this that we need to rise up especially as believers to take over to go into spaces and places because we have limited ourselves so much that there are people that have been in authority that are not doing anything. And if you as a young person have the spirit of God in you and you're in those spaces, you're able to live right. Imagine three, four people, not live right, but be able to make the right decisions happen in society. You have, you have Because you have the spirit of God in you. And so you want the right things to be done. And so if three, four people are in the spirit and in alignment with God and they are taking over certain spaces, they are already able to make decisions that will help the community, to help a nation. And so we have to stop limiting ourselves. I'm so glad that you've gone into this. Like you didn't let the fact that you wanted to travel abroad stop you from studying at home. And you you never know, like God closed those doors for this to happen, for you to be in this place. And so as a young person, as you knock on doors, you want to travel out and all of that, 
ask God to direct you the right way. If home is where you need to be for that season, you are eventually going to travel. God said to Abraham, leave your father's home and go to this place. And so there comes a time that there will be a moving that will take place. There will be a shift that will take place. Wherever you are in that season, take opportunity of that season and just thank God and do what you have to do. If Eric did not stay and study where the opportunity came, he wouldn't have this opportunity to even go and represent his faculty at the what, the UNAU conference that they had. And now he's able to meet other people. If he had come here, he wouldn't meet those people. So now if he needs a job because they have seen him in that place already, someone can recommend him. Oh, we saw this guy. We loved his spirit, you know, and the spirit of God is going ahead of you. So as a young mm-hmm. person, never limit yourself. Never, ever limit yourself. Trust in God. Trust the process. Trust the season that you are in. And God will move in a mighty way for you on your behalf. Just that season that you're in. It hurts my heart to see young people just limit themselves. I mean, I've limited myself. But now I learn to just keep pushing because I know that God is with me. I'm going to just keep pushing. So what lessons are you learning right now? Okay, one. One of the lessons that I'm currently learning is the need for every individual to have values Mm. or more like a value system because when i look back so personally growing up i didn't really had i wasn't intentional about building a value system Mm. like so more like i took up values or i picked up values for my parents right and so something like humility came naturally to me Mm -hmm. i wasn't intentional about it Mm -hmm. but then i realized that there's more to it. Like I had to pick up, like I had to learn integrity, mm-hmm. the value of excellence, mm-hmm. the value of faith, purity. So excellence, purity, love, like loving people without any strengths attached. Mm-hmm. And I've had some, like, and I realized that building that value, that I, that value really helped me because well, I've met some I had some lady friends growing up from university. We grew up together. And I realized that if I had messed up with them, now some of them recommended me for a job recently. And I'm like, whoa. So what if I messed up with this young person, this lady? Will she be able to recommend me for something worthwhile to get it? So I keep telling young people that just be friends with people, love Mm -hmm. people genuinely without mm-hmm. any strengths attached and it has this value and then i mean integrity building integrity and all those then i realize that now when it comes to qualification a lot of people are qualified like yeah. even yeah. on the job market and when you come down here in ghana i mean lots of young people you have what even you at first to be a medical doctor i'm told that you i mean your job is already secured but now I'm told they apply for jobs here wow. in Ghana. So like now qualifications and certificates, everybody has them. But do you, I mean, what makes people outstanding, excellence, the value of excellence? Yeah. Are you daring to be different or are you daring to excel mm-hmm. or stand out at the role that has been given you? Yeah. Are you a person of integrity in your corner. Do you say one thing and do the other? Are you one person here and then another, a different person in another place? So like I'm realizing the need for this because I realize that a lot of people are gifted. Yeah. Almost everybody is gifted. Yeah. But the value, like the importance or the relevance of getting a value system that kind mm-hmm. of shapes you. 
yeah. that kind of molds you is like is very important. And so for me, I personally thank God for my parents, and then I also thank God for my mentors, Pastor mm-hmm. KK and Andrea, who helped build some of these values inside of me, like mm-hmm. hard work. I remember when I was coming from Gambia, there's this the secretary to the president, Ama Harris's mom. I don't know whether you know her. Mm. Yeah, so her daughter was getting married and then I just went there. I, I'm like, oh, okay, so what work is there to, to do? The ladies usually all the like house chores. She was like, oh, okay, so I'm, and, and she was like, I like work thing down. Like I'm talking about like work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like is there any work to do, something to, like even if it's cleaning. And she was like, oh, like men don't do cleaning. I'm like, oh, well, cleaning is done by everybody enjoys cleaning. Anybody who enjoys cleaning. Everybody should clean. (laughs) Yes. If you enjoy a clean environment, you should learn how to clean. She was like, okay, so the hall is the list of them. And I'm like, no, I want the kitchen. So I'm like, okay, she she kept pushing me away. But I'm like, no, I'll do it. So I went to the kitchen. I went to clean the place very well. And she was so impressed. And she was like, when I was coming to Ghana, she intentionally went to buy a lot of things that I should give to my mom because she brought me up very well. I'm like, oh. So I'm just learning that aside being gifted or aside having your, aside being knowledgeable, Mm -hmm. have a value system that keeps you. Because I mean, your gift may take you there, but what would keep you there is that value system like Daniel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that spirit of excellence on Daniel. And, and I, Paul, sometimes we Christians make excuse of, oh, let's just do it and God Anyhow. understands. Right. But our God is a God of excellence. Yeah. And he believes that. Bible says that, oh God, how excellent is your name. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a treat, there's this person we are looking up to, and this is one of his major traits like we should all work at possessing or maturing in that street which is excellence i I believe that young people or christian young people should excel wherever they find themselves they don't even christian young only christian young everybody yeah yeah everybody you should distinguish yourself by excellence and excellence rewards and so this is one of the lessons that i'm currently and then thinking of lessons that I think the yes. other oh. ones will drop in. Yeah, I think yeah. yes, what you said is so true that excellence is so important. Like let's not do things anyhow, like a discount, do things perfectly well because you never know where God is taking you. And so that's where of excellence is so important wherever you go. For me, you know, it's like if I don't do things right, I feel so uncomfortable, especially with work. Maybe with Barrier Breakers Corner, I may not even see, but luckily when you have the right people around you who also are of excellence, they want you to do right. If I post something or I put something out there that is not right, they'll tell me like, this is not, you know, the way it's supposed to be. I may not see anything wrong with it, but they are seeing it from a different perspective. And so being able to listen to those, but that's why it's so important to have the right people around you. And so, and it helps you in developing excellence because when you have those people around you and you see how excellence is, like you said, when you clean the lady's kitchen and she was like, whoa, you are not brought up right or did not have those right people around you. I don't think you'll have done that, what you did. But being able to do that and represent Christ the right way everywhere you go, having these 
characters will really help you. Everyone will really talk about you, will recommend you to someone, will look, there'll be something to testify about you. So building that excellence, let it not, don't ever do anything anyhow. When you are giving, even if it's to clean the bathroom and you're giving that opportunity to do it, do it with all your heart. So like I was saying earlier, like even with, with work, if I'm not doing something right, the right way, I feel so uncomfortable. And so I will ask questions because I want to get it right the first time. But I mean, life is not always like that. You can't get it right the first time sometimes. So having to learn and grow is part of it. So whatever you do, try to make sure that excellence is part of it. You're adding value to yourself because at the end of the day, your characters will take you, will keep you at the top there. Yeah. One of the questions I asked in Barbara Spana is, what do you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger? That would like help you in your growth. If you had known that earlier, you're like, oh, I've been so far away right now. I've been in better places right now. What do you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger? So I'm trying to, okay. So I'll say what I know now. So the habit of reading, mm. um, you know, so I realized that now, the more you read, the more you don't know. Yep. <laughs> and that you must read a lot. And so like now, when I like all this information that like that are coming to me through books and listening to tapes and all, I'm like, I wish I knew these things earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I knew these things earlier. Like, so recently I, I was reading a book. Like, I mean, like going for big things. Like oh, I wish I knew these things earlier. Mm-hmm. And then like asking for things. And he was like, I mean, he made a point that when you're asking for something, ask for the, ask for something big. Yeah. And usually we are afraid of hearing no. But that's yeah. the worst answer you would hear. The worst yeah. answer you hear is no. And, yeah. And that's actually what you are afraid of hearing. Meanwhile, it's really, I mean, just go for it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I wish I knew this earlier. I mean, yeah. I just wish I knew this earlier. Because then I would have asked for a lot of big things. <laughs> and then I thought I was humble to just I play the humble card. small, be meek. It's good to be meek though, but like you yeah, just want to yeah, be no, humble. No, I mean, humility has nothing to do with going for big things. Yeah, but you know how some people would be like, I just want to yeah. ask for something small. I'm just humbling myself. I'm just like, ask for something small. Exactly. Meanwhile, exactly. that big thing is there available for you. And you see, and for us as young people, that's faith over fear. Usually, whenever you are doing something and you feel you are in control of it, you can handle everything. It's usually, I would say, it's usually not from God. Because when God is bringing something your way, he brings things that will challenge you, things that will stretch your faith, things that are usually bigger than you. Yeah. And things that will get you a little anxious or nervous and ask the questions, <laughs> can I handle this? Yeah. Can I, will I do well at this role? Go for it. Yeah. I mean, go for it. There are times you may make mistakes and mm-hmm. then, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. You'll bounce back. Sometimes we are afraid of failing, but we don't fail. When we fail, we learn and we yeah. move on. When we fail, we don't lose. We learn. We, we learn. move on. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's someone, a word. When you fail, you don't lose. You learn. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, that's a good one there. So he says there's something that's about, there's something good about failing. Mm. Uh, he was talking about failing for it, that when you fail, we get to know the things that don't work. Yeah. Yeah. So when 
you're doing something and then it didn't work. Well, you can tell someone that, oh, so we went this way, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So let's try this other. So that's one good thing about failing. It is not all bad when it looks like you have failed. Yeah. But then when you fail, pick up yourself, move on and don't repeat like now more like you're an expert one thing that doesn't work yeah yeah you can try other things and move on that's why as young people i believe that one of the things that we should do is to some risk Mm -hmm. do something different dare to be different take on something big yeah something big it might not work but you would learn what you would learn you would learn something about how you tried something and then it didn't work yeah. And you know how sometimes you look back and you see you, we think about some of the things that we had tried and we did and it didn't work and how it made us know what things to do that would work. And so mm-hmm. we try new things like attempt great things yeah, and attempt big things for God. And usually God likes people who also who attempt great things. Like yeah. it, it puts him in, you'll be like, oh, that's my guy. That's my boy. Yeah. Like, it's like you have given them a task to do. Yeah. Like David, where everybody, I mean, when the Philistine David showed up and all the soldiers and all the people had gone to hide him. And then David, a small boy, a small shepherd, comes out and says, Oh, who is that uncircumcised Philistine? I'm sure some yeah. of his people will be like, This guy shouldn't come in. <laughs> add in gist. Yes. Add yes. Like we are already scared and you have come and you are saying all these unprintable words to someone who is threatening yeah. the whole military. But when we take that stand like that, God will always come through for you when you attempt something great. Yeah. God will come through for you. Let me use this Gambia thing as an example. How I was coming and then it looks like I don't really know everybody. I don't really. <laughs> when I was even coming, I heard about Rose and all, but I had not met her in person. Mm-hmm. And she, the person that I even know, I had not met in person. Like I actually don't know anybody on the land. Mm-hmm. But then I got there, I obeyed. God says go. So yeah. I got there and God gave me like an awesome family. Mm-hmm. Then I happened to be the only guy in the house <laughs> and first of all then so i happen to be the only guy in the house and you know apart from daddy <laughs> apart from daddy so now there was a brother and i really thank god for how like i was just coming to do missions and god has given me a family away from home i'll just say that i was in gambia all right but i didn't really miss home and there's one thing about god when he sends you to a place he'll be with you yeah like he won't send you to a place where his spirit or he himself will not go with you yeah and so i thank god that as in gambia it was trouble free scandal free it it was just and (laughs) up to now i received calls from gambia and like oh you remember this thing you told me Mm. yes like it has worked then i really thank god that uh, you came to gambia you've been a blessing to me it feels good to hear yeah even years are leaving god wants us to see we are young mm-hmm. because there's coming a time where and you see the the older you grow the less risk you would want to take yeah because then you become too... Every single thing. Yeah, before I, this thing that I'm doing, is it safe? Will it 
yielding a results. What if I don't do this? What if, mm-hmm. And when you even have, a, when you're even married and you even start having kids and all, then there's kids that come inside. There's just more yeah. responsibility. And yeah. so it's good to make, like take a lot of risk and do great, attempt great things for God. And I'm not talking about just in line of ministry, just mm-hmm. in whichever field you find yourself, you are an accountant, attempt to get things, sign up for ACC. You are a young person, you just finished senior secondary school, apply for a university in the US or uh, in Germany or anywhere. I mean, the yeah, worst you hear yeah. is a no. Yeah. And there are times that you could even hear, okay, so we want you to tell us more about it. Then you, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for you. Yeah. And so, I have just attempt great things. And when you fail, the things that don't work and you attempt other things. And yeah. so, yeah. Attempt great things. Yes. Don't limit yourself. Do what you have to do to get to where you need to be. So something that I always say. So finally, what advice have you got for... Oh, finally. <laughs> what advice have you got for someone that feels like, I'm so afraid, I'm scared, I can't take this step of faith. We've talked about young people on here a lot, and I feel like I that every young person that listens are blessed. But what advice have you got for them where they are like, what risk? <laughs> I can't take this risk. I cannot do it. What advice have you got for them? Okay, so, so I'll just say that Nike has a slogan, just do it, right? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, so just do it. Just do, especially because if it's a big thing or I mean, for us, the advantage that we have, uh, let me say, as Christians, is that we have a God who is behind us and cheering us up on. Mm-hmm. And so just go for it. Do something that you would be remembered for. So I read a post somewhere. It says that our names should not be carved on marbles only, but in the hearts of people. Yeah. And so do something. Do something for someone that the person cannot pay, but... Yeah. Say, be so grateful to you. Yeah. Attempt, like I keep saying, attempt great things. And don't be afraid to hear a no for an answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no, I mean, it doesn't stop you. No shouldn't stop you. Or you failed shouldn't stop you. Try it till it works out. And for us as children of God, mm-hmm. there's this energy that we receive from reading the word of God and meditating on it and praying. And so I usually write a lot like, and then worshiping, like Mm -hmm. I usually receive a lot of ideas and inspiration during, I'll say my worship times Mm -hmm. and I'm sober. And so I know that I receive a lot of energy. I receive a lot of strength from there, Mm -hmm. from the word of God. It gives us this energy. And so, I'd advise young people to study the word because mm. it comes to, it gives you a lot of energy, gives us that ability. The Bible says that it is he who causes us to will yeah. and to, both to will and to do. Yeah. Do you get it? And yeah. so if God puts a desire inside of you, or God puts a desire, a godly desire inside of you, there's that capacity inside of you to yeah. do it. Yeah. Do you get it? And so go for it. Mm-hmm. And for me, don't make the excuses of, oh, like don't ask all the Moses questions. Because <laughs> the Moses questions will just, uh, I mean, the Moses questions I would say 
focuses or it highlights all your weak points mm. against what God is asking you or the big thing that you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I will just the Moses questions will go like, you are you are not too qualified for this. <laughs> right. Look around and look at all the people who have done this. They had this, they had that. Mm-hmm. You don't have it. Okay, that's fine. Something like this barrier breakers corner. Let's see. Will people listen to it? Are some of the thoughts yeah. listening? Is it blessing people? Will yeah. it, there's one thing about faith that in spite of all these voices, in spite of all this Moses questions in question or in quote, you'll decide that once I've heard the voice of God, I am going for it. Or yeah. once I believe that I am God is speaking to me about this thing has been impressed on my heart. Mm-hmm. I am going for it. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. So go with Nike. Just do it. Just do it. And just do it. Yeah, just do it. And I believe that sometimes God also wants us to take that bold step that he comes in. Mm-hmm. There are times that you are well, you want to hear the voice of God vividly before you make that move. Mm-hmm. You want a lot of specifics. You want to hear... A lot of confirmation. <laughs> a lot of confirmation. But usually in those times, God is very silent. Yep. And waiting for you to build your faith yes, and stretch your faith. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I have people, because I have a prophetic gift, I have people pay me or calling me to find out, hey, what is God saying? I remember in Gambia, there's this person who says that, hey, I want you to tell me the person I'll get married to his name. Look at this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> where I'll meet the person and all. But hey, like, yes. Though, though the prophetic gift is there to bless people. Yeah, not a fortune so, teller, please. Exactly. And I'm not, so God wants us to build your faith. Whatever word I give to you, you're supposed to even build your faith. Mm-hmm. And my prophetic gift is supposed to direct you to God and not to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to direct you to God and not to me. So, I mean, go for what God has asked you to say. And also, I want to also say that we should, God has placed a unique gift inside of everybody. For Joseph, I'd say, someone like Joseph, I'd say it's his prophetic dreams mm-hmm. for. Moses, maybe his leadership gift that he didn't believe in. Yeah. And so everybody has this unique gift that God had placed inside of him. Work at it. Work at. It. So mm-hmm. for it, there are some people you are you. Yeah. That it may yeah. be even be talking. People don't know how talking a lot could fetch you money. Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. are getting a lot of monies or blessing people from just the ability to talk a lot. Right. <laughs> so it's even a gift, I'll say, or it's a talent or something that should be worked on. God has placed something unique inside of each and every one of us mm-hmm. that it's in itself is a blessing to the world. Mm-hmm. And we must work at shining that or bringing out that uh, gift to bless other people. Mm-hmm. Or to bless the world with it. Yeah. And basically, let's say, because I'm a product of, we should all have, I'd say, mentors. Yeah. Yes, yeah. who we look up to, who can speak into our lives or who kind of, we can seek advice from. Okay, so usually, and then we should also be accountable some way, somehow. Accountability on three levels. The lateral accountability is when you have your peers who you are accountable to. Right. 
downward is people who look up to you mm-hmm. and then the upward accountability is more like your mentors, people who you mm-hmm. look up to. Yeah. And so you should be an all-rounded young person where yeah. you have all these levels of accountability. It would help put you in check yeah. and bring the best out there. Yeah. These are amazing points that you've raised. And I pray that every young person that will listen to it will be blessed by it because it's so important. I want to title this No Moses Excuses or No More Excuses. I have two topics in my mind. I'm like, okay, having the right people around you or No More Ex- or no Moses Excuses or something. That'll be hilarious. But it's so important that as you take a step of faith, like you said, we are sometimes we're waiting for 1 million confirmations, but God is take, waiting for you to take that one step. And so when you take that one step, he will lead. You've heard his voice. He's asking you to do something. You have this thing in your heart that you're yearning to do. Yeah. And you're waiting for one million confirmations to come. But God yeah. is also waiting on your obedience so that he can further direct you on what to do. So it's for me, that's something I caught like this on Sunday. And it was like, I saw a testimony. I don't even want to go into it, but I saw a testimony of this church and it was such an amazing testimony. And it just told me that like for me, it was, well, I've written a book I want to publish and a children's book and I can't wait to announce it. But I was like, how am I doing this? I don't know what I'm going to do. How is this going to happen? But one thing I know is that God is asking me to take that step of faith and then he would bring whatever resources I need. But if I'm not obedient now, how do I expect the resources to come my way? So whatever it is that God is laying on your heart to do, just do it. Like we've said, just do it. And he will further direct you, he'll further lead. You just have to be obedient in that one step that you take. Thank you so much, Eric, for coming. Yeah, so, oh, one more thing. I think okay, that okay, when, you're talking, when yeah. you were talking, I remember the scripture that says, the farmer who waits for a perfect condition before he sows mm-hmm. may never sow. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like you were saying, you don't wait for a very, you don't wait for everything to happen before you take that move. Yeah. Once you are sure, I mean, and it doesn't, it's not like we are trivializing or we are calling for, we are trivializing planning, Mm -hmm. but then you won't have a perfect condition. Yeah. You don't wait for a perfect, you don't have, you don't wait to have everything in perfection before you take the move. Yeah, you make them, you take the move, and then I'm sure that as you go, sometimes you even learn on the way, you even learn yeah, on the job. Absolutely, you yeah. learn on it. Yeah, you definitely learn. Yeah, and that's why we are there to be an impact and a guide to young people because as they look up to you and ask for advice and take the way that they should go, you're able to tell them, Oh, this is what I did, and I had made this mistake before. Don't go that route. And some people will listen, some people will not, but it's their journey. And once they also learn, the one day they can be able to tell other people, they may not understand now. But one thing you should know is that you can you don't have to do all the mistakes in life before exactly. you learn. You learn exactly. from other people. And that's why we have people exactly. like us on here. And also listening to podcasts. Eric was saying earlier, he's learned to read. He wish he had learned to read books earlier. Now we have all this information out there. Social media is there. Listen to podcasts, read books, listen to preaching, whatever make that you enjoy doing, just do it. And like you are saying also, Eric was saying also the mentors. You have people that are out there that do not even know it. They are already your mentors. Listen to what you're saying and see how best you go. The Holy Spirit is there to also guide you. But as you go through, you just have to learn you just have to grow ask questions where you feel like you need to ask questions and move on this time no more excuses take those steps be obedient so thank you so much eric for coming on really appreciate you sharing your story 
<laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm glad that we are able to do this again. I mean, the first was in Gambia, and now we are here. Now we are here podcasting. <laughs> yeah, only God, only God knows, knows where it, this is taking us. Listen, um, so, it could yeah, be TV next. It could be TV. Yes, it could be TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the next might be TBN. You never know. You never know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad that you gave me the opportunity to come share. I was wondering what to share. But then... <laughs> we uh, had a lengthy I, discussion. <laughs> Insightful and very... I feel like what we have discussed is so important and for young people that even as they listen, like it will be points that they will take down to in their lives. You know, that if you knock on doors and it's not opening, God will definitely come through for you still, no matter what. No more excuses. Take that step of faith. Just do it. Like there's so many nuggets on your... I pray that everyone that listened blessed. It was a fruitful conversation. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just share. Maybe not here, maybe back door. So okay. I'm to be shared here by then. Let me end this podcast and then we can talk further. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by... Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they can hold us down. We break into-